0: Welcome back to Cafe Confessionals. We are here to talk about Big Brother Season 24, Episode 1. No. We're talking about the Challenge USA, Episode 1, the debut of the CBS version of the Challenge The Big Brother, Survivor, Love Island, amazing race players. It was a fun premiere. I'm Alan Aguirre. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Vermontian Zoe Trimboli. Hi, everybody. The Virginian Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? It was a fun episode. I mean, like, I think a lot of people were really afraid of what this show could be because it didn't look like a typical challenge cast. But this cast has a lot of char- a lot of charisma, a lot of people who really are giving it their all. They really look like they want to be there. I had a fun time. I had a fun time watching.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're someone who watched the BB24 premiere, it sucked. So, like, the Challenge USA was just like a nice little gift at the end of that. And I feel like with what CBS probably has to work with, it was pretty good.
2: Yeah, it felt like the dawn of a new era. Because like, TJ talking about how they're going to go on to whatever the next version of this is called wherever whoever wins. But, but what was it? Does anyone remember?
1: He, he was like the International uh, Tournament of,
0: is champions. It the of the World or the I, I, It's called World of the World, right? Or I don't know. Whatever. The, the International Show... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's just jump right into it. I want to talk about the opening because the first confessional we get, there are no challenge vets on this show. So what does CBS do? They give the ball to Tyson Apostle, who's been on CBS for 14 years, former Soul Survivor, and he had a killer confessional where he's just like, he's like the the best moment of my life. <laughs> oh, man, I had the quote, but
1: it's like, he says the best moment of my life was receiving a check for a million dollars from a large corporation for lying, deceiving and being a shady person. Wasn't something it, along
0: those lines. Something
2: about feeling close to God, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Never felt closer to God than getting handed a million dollar check from a large corporation for lying and cheating on national television. Tyson is the, has the most star power on him and you give him the ball to start the game and it got the ball rolling and I think it started the season strong. Uh I just love it. I love Tyson and I, it just it's it's interesting to see him in a challenge element.
2: For new viewers who haven't watched The Challenge on MTV and maybe are coming to this from all those CBS shows, I thought it was such a smart move because Tyson is such a dynamic character. He's so good in confessionals. He's engaging. He's polarizing. Like, he's everything that you want in a reality TV personality. So I was just really excited that they teed it off with him because I just hope that we get to see him for a long time this season.
1: I agree. And selfishly, I was like, oh, they should give like a little intro to what like the challenges and the history of the challenge. But I mean, that wouldn't be very like new era, new age, new network of them. So I'll take it. Tyson was a good way to kick
0: it off. The next two confessionals we get are were really interesting. We had Tiffany from Big Brother 23 and Angela from Big Brother 20. Tiffany, I loved her. One of my favorite Big Brother players ever. But she says, Oh, I didn't win Big Brother, but I won America's Heart, and I really hope production told her to say that because it just—it just sounded weird out loud. Because I feel like anyone who's new, who's watching for the first time, like the moment she does something bad, they're like, "Well, that doesn't look like something that America's like sweetheart would do." Well, it's because she won America's favorite player. No, I know, but it's just like it's still weird to say out loud. She yeah.
2: did win our hearts, but she definitely wasn't America's sweetheart. When, True. <laughs> through doing that but she's such a dynamic personality also. I think eight out of the first 10 confessionals went to either big brother or survivor characters, which I don't know if that's a bit of foreshadowing about who's going to be really the big players in this game, but that's what I would expect.
0: I yeah. Uh, a majority of the opening confessions before TJ came out. I think they're all going to be power players or all have a lot of potential. Angela just kind of says like, yeah, People didn't really like me, essentially, like on my first show. And I thought that was like a jarring level of self-awareness compared to Tiffany, because like I hated Angela and I love Tiffany, but I thought it was jarring because I was like, yeah, that's honest. This one, I feel like it's it's like, you know, don't oversell, don't oversell the start. Uh, we, we see other power players like Danny from Survivor, where he's a former NFL player. Desi, who's a pageant queen with a doctorate, uh, someone else who was very good. And then Kayla from The Amazing Race, who was kind of just like the outlier. And I'll say, really enjoying Kayla's
1: vibe. Didn't know much about her before this, but she just like all these like pre-show like previews and clips,
0: really liking her.
2: Yeah, and Xavier was the other
1: one.
0: She's delightful. delightful. And that makes Attorney sense. and Big Brother winner. So they're all like, they put a lot of big names to start. And then they bring out TJ, and TJ is, like, the stabilizing force for all the MTV Challenge fans who are just having, like, a sensory overload of, like, I don't know who these people are. They're wearing my show's colors. They have their logos behind them. I know that guy. I know that TJ Lavin guy.
2: That's kind of how I felt because, as you guys know, I'm not huge into a lot of the CBS shows. I watch Survivor. I follow Big Brother solely on Twitter. I can't stand watching it. (laughs) Um, Corniest show ever. Or The Amazing Race But what I did love was seeing the fans in these cast members, because they were so hyped to see TJ. And I was like, oh, they're just like us. Like, they're Mm -hmm. so excited. This is an equally amazing opportunity for these people, even though they've done all these really cool things. So I liked seeing them get so excited to see TJ walk in.
1: Yeah, I agree. Even though a little bit, it felt like he was cheating on me, I'm like... (laughs) you're with these people and not the ones I'm used to, but yeah, it was a cool moment. I feel like if they had like taken this iteration of MTV's, the challenge onto CPS and not had him as the host, it wouldn't have been the same experience.
2: I couldn't help but wonder too, like is TJ feeling awkward? Cause he has like rapport with a lot of the MTV regulars and this is a brand new set of people. So he's just like, oh, I can't like crack my regular jokes. I can't like, I don't know all these people. So it must've been a weird experience for him too.
0: I read. An I interview. think the opposite. Oh, go go for a loop.
1: Yeah, I read an interview of TJ's today about the experience, and he said that it was weird at first, but he's like, "But I loved it." He's like, "I don't plan on ever stopping. Like, this is just such a cool life experience to
0: meet people, to host this thing." So, yeah. I just thought he's like, "I got 20 seasons of dad jokes on an audience who's not ready for them." So that's that's what I thought. Like, he's like, "I get new material to work on these people that they've never seen." Uh. He introduces the fact that this season will have individual player bank accounts. Each player will start with $1,000 in their bank account. It's a very simple idea that I love. People can win money either in the daily challenges or take their opponent's bank accounts by winning an elimination. And it adds a level of stakes to the competition that just – it's so easy and simple. And for new viewers, I think it's really brilliant because if someone who's just channel surfing on CBS and they don't know what's going on, if someone wins a daily challenge and they're in the trailer, like what the hell does that mean? If someone wins $5,000, you're like, I want to win $5,000. I want to be on the show. What comes next? And then you see them with the power and they get interested in that part of stuff. It's so simple. It makes sense. It's brilliant.
2: I'm so glad they brought that back. It is something I've missed for years. I can't even remember the last time we had that on a regular challenge season. It adds just a really great element of strategy into the game. I'm super excited
1: yeah and i feel like in recent seasons we've seen like elimination specifically prioritized we're like okay you win the daily you're safe that week but like there's not really much payout beyond that i like that this is like kind of
0: equal playing grounds for both of those areas of the competition yeah they did it on vendettas where they had the bank accounts but then they did it the wrong way where if you won elimination you didn't get your opponent's bank account and that was just idiotic uh so we saw people with big bank accounts just like go into the final pot and karmaria just won it all um So, yeah, that was a bummer. Uh, They're using it in a good way this time around. It's simple. It makes sense. I love it. Uh, They're doing their general introductions, and then we see more people talk throughout the episode. And my my favorite thing is that because there isn't, like, a CT, a Wes, Carmaria, Bananas cam on this show, everyone thinks they're the main character. And because they've had success on their past shows, they all think they're going to come in and be the mastermind or have control of the game. And some are going to fail spectacularly, some are going to be amazing, but it's interesting to see that they all think they're the hero. Because you don't have that on a normal challenge season. Yeah, I would agree. And oddly
1: enough, like, I'll, I'll touch more on this towards the end of this podcast. There were a few people that got lots of confessionals, lots of, like, moments that I feel like they themselves didn't even anticipate. I'll go ahead and say it. Shannon, like, so random, but she's, like, a focal point of the entire episode. I don't know. There's also rumors that she was asked to do season 38 with her then boyfriend Josh from Love Island, but she declined because she hated this experience. Um, so maybe this is their way of like editing her in a positive light to maybe get her back someday
0: because she looks like she can be great TV. And uh, so Shannon is upset at the beginning of this episode. She like doesn't want to be there. And I think part of the reason why it's because of that boyfriend you were mentioning. He was an alternate for season 38 and they were probably going through quarantine together. And she was hoping that when she landed, they'd be there together. Now her boyfriend isn't there. I I feel like that's part of why she was upset, because by the end of the episode, she looked like she was having a good time. Yeah, for sure. And, like, we, like I don't know, like, we just got
1: a big chunk of, like, the daily on her, her twerking, like, people talking about her. And, like, it just felt like she's someone who MTV, Beanie Murray, CBS, I don't know who's in charge of all this, are going to maybe push on to us. And I'm fine with it. She seems funny.
2: Yeah, I had I said to myself after she completed the daily challenge, I was like, Love Island would be the first person to twerk after completing a daily. Like, that is exactly what I think viewers would expect.
1: Yeah, but I think it just goes into what Alan's saying is like all these people assume that like if you take Ben, whatever his last name is, or even Sarah Lucina, they're probably thinking, oh, yeah, like I'm the hot shot of my survivor season. I'm probably going to be the focal point of this episode when they watched that tonight for the first time, they're probably like, wait, I wasn't really featured. So editing's a funny thing.
2: I am not, I am secretly very great. Not secretly. I am very grateful. I did not get as much screen time in this episode because I'm not prepared for her. I'm a cop confessionals all season long. Um, yeah, I was very grateful that CBS did not shove her down my throat
0: yet. I just I just love the pure amount of like, oh, I'm going to manipulate. I'm going to socially like master the game. I'm going to politically dominate. And I'm like, dude, you got to just win comps at this show sometimes. Like that's really what it comes down to. And it's just these people like I'm going to influence the game this way. I'm like, well, unless you win the challenge, sometimes that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Especially so As early p- on in a format like this too where it's going to be the, the wins the daily challenge gets the part to vote in and who goes in last place goes in not much influence you could have really i mean there there is certain ways you can affect votes, and you can make connections and you make deals but you aren't going to be dominating the game unless you are winning are we good are we good we're we the daily yeah, challenge now? all right we're doing great all right daily challenge players have to repel down a 22 story building It is massive. Uh, As they're rappelling down, there is numbers on it where they have to do addition, subtraction, multiplication, general math. You guys know what math is. Uh, They have to solve the the equation, solve the number, uh, get to the bottom, and then put in the answer. The team who does this in the fastest amount of time wins. They get three attempts to solve. If they cannot solve it in three attempts, they have to run up all 22 floors of stairs. It is a lot of stairs, and it will tire you out. Team who does it in the fastest amount of time obviously wins. Team who does it in the slowest amount of time automatically goes into elimination.
1: Okay, so pretty straightforward for the viewer. I get it. But my take on this is if this is your first time exposing maybe these CBS fans to something like the challenge world— is this the competition you want to have as the first daily? Like I was expecting them to like run through mud, have to complete a puzzle, come back, maybe some physicality. But instead there's the fear factor of coming down a building and there's like the mental factor of doing a math problem. But like, it just was so anticlimactic. I was like, this is your introduction of the challenge to this whole other world of people.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I wish they'd started out a little more engaging, a little more physical. I think that's what people like to see, and I think, especially as a Survivor viewer, I miss some of those old Survivor challenges where people actually got to put their hands on each other and stuff like that, and on the challenge, they get to do that, so show the yeah. viewers that. That's what we love.
0: It did, it looked good visually for people who were watching the trailer and people who were watching for the first time. Um But when you actually sit down and it takes like 30 minutes 30 40 minutes to get this whole daily challenge done with every pair that's where it's boring but i do think if someone is just walking by and they see people rappelling down a building like oh is that mission impossible is that like fear factor like you know like you said i think that that does draw people in it's just that if you're sitting down the whole time and watching it that's where it's really boring and yeah i also think they wanted to have a daily challenge where everyone was very capable in doing it because everyone was just so pat each other on the back, like, oh, look at us. We're like, we're like our de- moms and dads playing the real challenge, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. They just want something that everyone can do. Uh, they were partnered, and they were allowed to pick their own partners, co-ed. The smart choice here was to partner with someone from a different show, because then you could potentially double your amount of allies. So people didn't think that way. They just went for their friends, their allies. But those who were thinking, like, game-wise, it was pretty obvious.
2: Basically not Love Island.
0: Yeah,
1: and there's so many pairs I can't. I'm going Okay.
0: I have the list, brother. I'm ready. Go for it, because I can't remember them. Tyson and Angela Survivor Big Brother. David and Kayla Big Brother and Amazing Race. Ben and Angela. Ben and Alyssa Big br- uh, Survivor and Big Brother. Xavier and Tasha Survivor and Big Brother. Uh, Kylan and Aza Double Big Brother. Tiffany and Leo, uh, Big Brother Amazing Race, Dom and Justine, Big Brother Love Island, Cashel and Kyra, Love Island, Thinko and Desi, Love Island Survivor, Javoni and Sally, Double Love Island, Sarah and Enzo, Survivor and Big Brother, Derek and Cash A, Big Brother Love Island, James and Shannon, Amazing Race Love Island, and Danny and Shan, Double Survivor. So only there was only one double Survivor pair, one double Big Brother pair, and then two Double Love Island pairs yeah and you said dom is big brother but it was just
1: a mistake he's obviously survivor but yeah like it obviously makes the most sense to pair with someone from a different show now if i were them i wouldn't say come on amazing grace because there's three of them like i don't know
0: yeah and the opening pairs go and kylan and aza are one of them they get down first before their opponents cash and kyra but they get the math wrong three times. And then they have to go up all 22 step all 22 floors. Uh, Kylan has to push her through at, like, at, at a certain point. They eventually do get down and they get the math correct. But yeah, Oz has passed out and everyone just saw them go. So they know the standard is from then on, just get the math right. Nobody had to like fully rush if their goal was just to not come in last place.
2: From what I remember about Kylan from his big brother season, this is a very Kylan thing to do because – he just got overconfident and, like, totally didn't even second guess. Probably, and another of this math was super challenging, but up to that point, that was one of the hardest steps in the math, probably had to do. And it was uh, 95 plus 60, and that he just added an extra 100. And I caught him when he did it. And I was like, I was surprised while he's sitting, while they were trying it that third time, that they didn't go back at least the last couple steps and realize the mistake that they'd made. Because they totally could have caught it, but I think it was just Kylan being super overconfident and being like, oh, I must have just made a small mistake, but it was a huge mistake and it cost them big time.
1: Yeah, I too, like the second he did that, I was like, wait, 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 wait. And like, not to put blame on AZA, like completely, but like, as the partner, are you not like, wait a second, that doesn't check out
2: i didn't I thought she was just trying to get down. I didn't even seem mm-hmm. like she was like really contributing, especially once the numbers started getting bigger, and he was like pushing her to go fast i think yeah um but yeah, that was a huge mistake, and Oza died having to go up those twenty two flights like many people would
0: oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't you can't really counter because we didn't really see anyone else actually have to do it other than them. Uh, and I think it is part of the, like the challenge is kind of luck based. Where I think if they go last, they don't come. If they go in like the middle of the pack, I don't think they would have come in last place in this challenge. It was just the fact that they were the they were the first people to go through. They made a mistake, and then it, it just changed the path because I think another team would have made an error had they not. Um, once you see Ozza <laughs> pass out. Yeah. Oh, I was going to
2: say Kayla and David almost did make that mistake, but Kayla had the composure to think, okay, this is our last guess. Let me slow down and just get it right because she knew that is all that mattered. They weren't going to win, but they didn't want to lose. Yeah.
0: I will say this daily ch- uh, impressive pull by Kayla to like clutch, pull that out. There were some – like, this daily went for so long that it was kind of – it was hard to have a rhyme or reason to ask who was doing well until we got the final results. Yeah. The top I, three – yeah, the top – oh, go for
2: it. Oh, I was going to say, the only other thing that stood out to me during that challenge – and, like, this isn't fair because I do basic math on a daily basis but in my regular job, but when Alyssa had to do four times four and count up from 12 to 16 by ones, I was like, oh, honey, Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was something else. Like, and I think even if you like haven't done math since the sixth grade, you probably still remember four times
0: four.
2: I hope so.
0: Ooh. So I have in my notes the teams that didn't finish in the top three who impressed me were Leo and Tiffany, Derek and Cachet, and Xavier and Tasha. Yep. And then the actual top three were Danny and Shan. Tyson and Angela and then Desi and Cinco, Uh, the winners of the daily challenge were Tyson and Angela and they looked flawless, they were going down quickly, they had no fear of the heights element, it looked like Tyson had been competing in challenges for 14 years, looked like Angela was a former gymnast and then they mentally were just on point the entire time, they were fierce, they got through that easily, it was an impressive run by them.
1: And it's like they were doing the math like together. Other partners, it was like they were waiting on someone else to say it before they rappelled down even further. Like they were just in such sequence, just going down together, like at the same time saying it. It just it was crazy. They got to the bottom and TJ was like, whoa, it was clear they won.
2: Yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, these guys have great chemistry and there was such a level of mutual respect for each other. You could tell like they wanted to be each other's partners and they just completely trusted each other on the way down and trusted in each other's abilities. Um, And I think that was a huge part of why they won, because neither one second guessed or slowed the other person down. They just went for it full force. Um, Super impressive.
0: There was just no fear between them, just zero. Like, compared to like, you compare it to like the opening pairs where they were like unsure about going down, they were just speeding down. 17 seconds is a lot of time, actually. Like, I, it doesn't sound like a lot when like, PG said it like, was close, but I feel like that was kind of a blowout win by them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I took it as 17 seconds as in like maybe someone was within that 17 seconds, but it, like between first and third, there were 17. But regardless, like, that's a big chunk of time.
2: Was there women that couldn't reach the thing on the top to be able to move the numbers? Like or there
1: was Yeah, there was something where they got to the bottom and like their ropes were tied up so like they had to like give more slack. So yeah.
0: I know one person basically just dragged their opponent there and they were doing it.
2: I think they have it that happened a few times actually. I will say Sarah Lucina impressed me because she was, like, one of the only female partners that was, like, dragging her male partner up. She's like, Enzo, get over here, let's go.
0: And Tyson and Angela win has a big effect on the game, as we see, because it determines the fact that no Survivor or Big Brother player will get thrown into the first elimination. Sucks for Love Island. Because, like, if Desi and Cinco win, if Desi and Cinco pull off that win... Big Brother has a target on them. If Derek and Kachet had one, then Survivor would have a target on them. It's kind of crazy to think about. It's just like this first daily challenge really could set the pace of the season. Cause now, like nobody wants to make a big move. Nobody wants blood on their hands. Love Island has a target on them.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I don't hate it. Cause that's the show i watch the least aside from the amazing grace. But I'm sure they're kicking themselves and saying, why did we not think about this more? Like, why did we not maybe try harder? Why did we not maybe rush? I don't know. Well,
2: and I think after the daily challenge, when they, like, go out and they're partying, too, I think Love Love Island just being, like, the party squad that looks like they were made for, like, the actual challenge just reinforced for Tyson and Angela, like, ah, we don't really have anything to worry about. These guys are not organized. They're not that worried about the game. Like... Easy choice.
0: The options that Angela and Tyson do when they get back to the house are picking between is between James and Shannon. Amazing race in Love Island. Uh, because Shannon, you know, people are saying she doesn't want to be there. And then there's Javoni and Sally because they just don't look like a strong pair and they're double Love Island. Uh, <laughs> they Then they have their club night. And I, I think this is the part that interested like a lot of people because like MTV fans were wondering how, how this element would be in the CBS show, and I think the CBS fans were interested to see how their favorite personalities translate with drinks and stuff like that. I love Tasha Fox, who just looks stunning as like the oldest. Like she's the oldest cast member here at 46, but she looks stunning. But she's like, yo, on Survivor we did not have adult beverages, we did not have parties, and I love it. I love that we have this now. And I think Zoe hit the nail on the head
1: like just a few minutes ago. Love Island like killed it. <laughs> like it, it's like they're not auditioning for MTV's challenge as far as like athletics go at this point. But if you see us out at the club, like we could fit right in with the people. And I think that's just a testament to the shows that people are on. Like, yeah, Survivor and Big Brother are so like deep into the politics and the schemes already. But they have to do that on their show. On Love Island, they just show up and look pretty. And that's what they're good at.
2: Well, and then you have to think, too, like, these people, like, Tasha, who's in her mid-40s. You have Tyson, who's older. Dom, who's older. Like, some of these people, like, Sarah's older. Some of these people, like, it's really not their scene anymore. Like, they're yeah. not doing that in their daily life. You think. You would think. So, mm-hmm. I think they're just, like, sitting there chatting with their friends and being like, oh, look at those kids over there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's a good point, too, because a lot of the people from Survivor are married. Like, even age aside, which I do think is a huge factor, like, they're married. They're not going to be, like, busting it down on the dance fourth cachet because, you know, how does that look to your wife?
2: Yeah, I think Danny was one of the ones who made a comment about it, right? And he was just like, oh, look at them over there. Meanwhile, he's Mm -hmm. mentioned his wife in three different confessionals already. Mm
1: -hmm. We know her name. It's Kiki. Like, (laughs) yeah, we've got the
0: point. (laughs) I I mean look man, I competitively I don't know how Love Island does, but man, I just I wanna hang out with them, I want to part of them like that's the real challenge right there. (laughs) True. All right. So, So we come back from the club and we see James. Really circling around, just trying his best to make any deals he can. We see Shannon really, like, taking more active force uh, in the game. And, yeah, Tyson and Angela ultimately decide, like, is there anything I'm missing before that? I think Tiffany tried, had a confession, well, I but do I don't wanna, think she really did affect
1: things. Yeah, I do want to point out that, like, James said, like, I'm a fan of the show. I need to, like, go work my, my politics, my moves. It should be noted that he's, like, the person that tweeted, like, how Mark Long tweeted about All-Stars. James Wellington is the person that tweeted CBS should do their own version of the challenge. Now, whether or not he's the one that, like, actually set that off, probably not. But he's wanted this for a long time. So I'd say when he found out he was in the hot seat episode one, one, he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've got to do something.
2: Yeah, I like that he followed through on his promise from earlier in the episode and basically said, like, he's coming. He's playing full throttle. He's taking what he knows from watching the show and watching the shows these people have been on and he's going to use it to his advantage. So I think, at first I was thinking that was like, almost like his death rattle at the beginning of the episode, but it was foreshadowing because he meant it and he followed through.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I really enjoy him. I really respect him. I think, I don't know how he's going to stack up physically because he's kind of a smaller guy, but the guy is bringing a passion and an activeness to the show that I wish everyone else brought because... I mean, if you play a passive game, you deserve to lose, and he's putting fate in his own hands, and I respect that.
2: Agreed. And then you have Mm -hmm. Chelly and (laughs) Javon, on the other hand, and they're just like, us? Why would it be us? There's no reason to put us in, and, well.
1: And I'm sorry, like, I barely watched Giovanni's season just because like I, I couldn't go through it. But like I did watch Shelly's season and she just is like insane. And that's OK. Like that's part of reality TV. But like she has a bird tattoo on her face because people called her Shelly bird on her season because she was a bird in a negative way. Like it's, <laughs> she's just so delusional in the best way that I'm like, yeah, it makes sense you'd be first boot and that you would be confused about that.
0: I just couldn't stop laughing, like, before the elimination even happens. uh, Javoni and Sally are hyping themselves up while Ozzy kind of quiet, and, like, I I liked it. I actually enjoyed it, because it was just, like, I I like it when there's two polar opposites. I just like it when there's, like, because, like, one of these people is going to come out looking dumb. One of these people is going to come out looking bad, and I'm like, I always want that from my reality TV experience
2: what's the einstein quote like better for people to think you're a fool than to open your mouth and prove it something along those lines Mm -hmm. and i was like it's more likely that the people that are over there making an actual fool out of themselves are going to come out looking stupid in the end of this
1: and it was funny to me too because like you know oz and colin can be funny but like at their core they're very serious people like they were definitely trying to get like focus we're in the game and it's like zoe just said like Sally and Giovanni are just like, hey, who cares? Like we're on a TV show. Like taking nothing serious at all. Yeah.
2: It was it was very like if that's how you get hyped, I guess, go for it. But I the the competitive the competitor in me does not get hyped in that way. I am much more like game face, let's go. Um And I think we can say that it just didn't work out for them. I do want to say I love that our first elimination is one of the, like, when I think of iconic eliminations in the challenge, Not So Fast is one of the three that I think of as just a challenge staple. And I was super excited not only that we started off with it, but that they actually called it Not So Fast and didn't come up with another new name for it.
1: (laughs) I agree full heartedly. And the funniest thing was, like, I was on Twitter, of course, while this was airing. And, like, a, someone that exclusively watches CBS shows who's being exposed to the challenge for the first time probably said, Wow, there's no budget to this show. All they have is sand and a circular ring. And I'm like, and many people quoted, like, Oh, no, no, this is iconic. Like, this is what you want the first elimination to be. But, like, I agree. They didn't change the name. They didn't change like the specifics of it. It just was like a perfect way to have an elimination.
2: The other thing I was thinking about,
0: too, if is that's actually,
2: the tone. Yeah. Well, I know Kylan is a super fan. And I think he, like he mentioned earlier, I think studying past seasons. And I was like, mm-hmm. that means he watched Invasion. And that means he watched CT put on a absolute clinic on what to do in this elimination, because I can't think of this elimination without thinking about CT and invasion anymore. It's just impossible. So. Knowing that I was like, okay, I think that Kylan will have a better strategy going into it because he's seen that episode, I'm sure.
0: Mm -hmm. And he did from the jump. TJ blows the horn and Kylan just starts pulling in all the rope with his arms. It was probably a really intense arm workout, what he was doing, but in the long run, it makes sure that when you actually tie your knots, once it's all in there, it'll have the most slack. It's like when you tie your shoes, you want to make sure the knots are very tight. Um, meanwhile, Sally and Giovanni tried to make their loops immediately. And that's like when you make a loose loop on your shoelace, you can just knock it down really easy. Just like it falls apart. Kylan played this elimination really smart the entire time, from how he directed Asa to just simple strategies of like where to make the knots. I was very impressed, and so you're right, he is a student of the game.
2: Yeah, I wasn't surprised.
1: And like when he said that he'd watched the past ten seasons and like had like st- studied the winners, I couldn't help but think like, oh, he studied this person's game on this season. He studied this person's game on this season. And it's smart. Like, why? if you know you're going on the show, this iteration on CBS, why would you not? And it feels like to go back to the whole Love Island thing, it feels like a lot of them didn't. Like we had a lot of their preseason interviews where they're like, I watched the first episode of Double Agents. I watched the first episode of whatever, like all recent seasons that are like, I don't know. I appreciate those that have gone back and are true, as I think one of you just said, students of the game
2: love island was more concerned about making sure they got a spray tan and practice their contouring skills before they left because Mm -hmm. they are just not coming in with their expectations where they should be
1: and honestly like i'm not even upset at that because i feel like we're going to get like the huge gameplay from survivor big brother probably amazing grace i feel like love island if anything is going to bring us down to like that fun level that maybe we're missing otherwise so, yeah. like, if that's how they want to play it, I'll gladly I'll gladly watch them.
2: Yeah, give us the drama. Give us the silliness. I'm down for it.
1: Yeah, for sure. In the
0: end, Aza loses some eyelashes. But <laughs> she and Kylan win the elimination. Uh, it's a big win for them. And I actually think that Kylan really can be a force in this game because he has a good build to him. He is pretty intelligent i mean he he did obviously have the the mix-up at the beginning of the daily challenge but i do think he can actually be like a really big threat in this game ozla was a trooper she showed a lot of heart she listened and she just did her best can't ask for anything more javoni and sally i mean yeah. two wacky people i mean i don't know i mean that congrats i mean you have the footnote of being the first people eliminated on the challenge because I don't really think you're going to do anything else in this game. Like, I'm sorry if that sounds mean, but I just don't think, I think that's what your destiny is. And I think that's the best achievement you could have.
1: Yeah. I, for Sully, I feel like she could have maybe lasted longer, spe- just mainly because of the connection she had, because a lot of those Love Island people and even Survivor people and Big Brother people she had hung out with even before, like, this concept was even announced. Um, but it's not really that much of a loss except for to maybe Justine, well, definitely to Justine, her best friend. But, yeah, I would much rather have Kylan and Aza stay.
2: Yeah, I'm really curious to see how Kylan does. I think Aza, is, she's a really tiny girl, too. That was a lot of work for her. That rope was no joke. And mm-hmm. I was super impressed just to see, see that she didn't have any quit in her. Because that is a taxing elimination. It People, I know it doesn't look fancy, but that is brutal on your body.
1: Yeah, and I appreciated that she had that moment, in Confessionals, where she was like, This is not just my game. Like Kylan has been training for this show for months. And I think like this might be too far left field, but I'm hoping you'll agree with me. I feel like we see people like Nani on the main show who, if she's by herself, she has an easier give up factor. Whereas if she knows she's tied to someone, she's like, wait a second, I cannot do this to them. And I feel like we saw that in Aza. Like, if this had just been her, she probably would have passed out again and been like, you know what, I'm done. But I really respected that she saw Kylan and his commitment that he's put in for months before this and said, okay, I'm going to give him all.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good comparison, Luke.
1: And I also want to say that Kylan is. Uh Kylan's perfect for this show, by the way, like. Go on Reddit, go on whatever, and look at all the MTV folks that he's mingled with, past Big Brother alumni that he's mingled with. Like, I feel like this is his his pre-show to transitioning over to the MTV show because I feel like he'd be a great fit. So if he were first boot on this iteration, I'll say again, it wouldn't be the best look for him. But he's he's gonna he's gonna be back on our screens. I'm, I have no doubt. I agree.
0: I just have a really random side note I don't I've never watched Love Island before I think that Justine girl is lovely I think she's flawless I think she looks amazing she looks athletic she has good charisma I think she's fantastic. I think Sally not being there makes her stronger because now she'll be able to make more connections uh you know so then when you just have your best friend around you just stick to your best friend i think I think it's the best thing for her game because I think she's amazing. I think I, I I think the world of her after one episode yeah.
2: Well, if we're just giving out random compliments, I would also like to bring up the fact that Desi is the most flawless human being I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my
1: God. Beautiful. She's <laughs> stunning. Absolutely stunning. And if we're bringing up random stuff anyway, stuff that we forgot out. Anyway, here we go. Cashel and Kyra, Kira. I don't know. There's been a Kyra on Love Island, on Love Island. I don't know yet. So fun to see her actually having been on, like, other shows that we've watched, including X on the Beach, if you watched that. Many people didn't. But, like, with the foresight in mind that she's currently dating David Bardo while filming this, but, like, her ex is coming back into the fold, like, there's a lot of background that I think is fun, and seeing them paired together as partners was a cool thing. Should have hit on that earlier, but we had a random moment, so there was my random
0: little factoid. Hey, she impressed me, dude. Yeah, like... In that daily she took the lead on it she's also kind of sneaky tall she's a lot taller than all the ex uh the low violin girls i i she's sneaky i think she's pretty i think she might be pretty good
2: and i think that was a good time to bring it up luke because that can segue into the algorithm and the new partner situation that we've got going on
0: yep okay yeah there's the algorithm where there will be like random partnerships every week uh very random Will ever be a situation where a player in danger gets get the perfect partner. Will ever happen like that. No chance, but it is a fun wrinkle to the game and it does give the Love Island people more of a chance as they won't just, get I mean, what if a power player gets a Love Island like partner for a challenge and then they win and then now maybe they're going after Survivor, Big Brother or just anyone, plus the Survivor, Big Brother players. They love their blind sides, They love their big moves. They all think they're the hero. They all think they're the star. So it could lead to some really fun outcomes.
2: I I think it incentivizes for the, those power players to get rid of the weaker players too as fast as possible because they don't want to risk getting paired with them moving forward. They're like, and it does put people like Tiffany at risk who might be like a political mastermind, but is not a huge physical threat. Ozma might be in jeopardy again because people are like, no, I don't want to be in elimination with them potentially because I don't want to get dragged down.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And when they first when I first saw it, I was like, this sucks. Like, let them have the choice. However, for this to be the first season of the Challenge USA, they likely want to have more. You don't want to have a steamroll of one show, okay? Because that sets the tone for future seasons like, oh, this is a Survivor-dominated show. Oh, this is a Big Brother-dominated show. So I really like that. And, like, even just hearing you guys gave me more perspective on it. Um, But it does raise the question in my head, how random is it really going to be? Like, is it going to be, like, production being, like, okay, they weren't together last week. Like, let's shake some stuff off.
2: Yeah. It's weird, too, that, like...
0: I think we're getting an episode, two. Do you think we're getting canceled after tonight? Hmm?
1: <laughs> what? Say that
0: again. Oh, oh, my bad. I guess I didn't use... Apologies, this is bad podcasting, but do you guys think we're going to get an episode 2? Do you guys think we're going to have an episode next week or we get canceled after week 1? How do you think the ratings are going to be for this show? Oh, there we're getting we're yeah. getting an episode next week, yeah. Yeah.
1: They
2: it, it's following
1: are, are, are we going to get a season 2? The way they've spoke about this, perhaps I see this being CBS's fun little summer show to air after Big Brother. Um, I don't hate that
2: they could also always push it just onto the onto Paramount Plus if they wanted to. They obviously the budget was not super high this season. They were went total madness in terms of housing. They weren't in one of our lavish challenge houses. They were in a bunker. But for the survivor people it was great. Um
1: Yeah, true. They're like this is this is amazing. Yeah. I I enjoyed the episode. Yeah, me too. I I feel like I went in with low expectations and the expectations that I had were met and exceeded. So I'm good.
2: Yeah, I like to see some fire in some of these people. And honestly, as a fan of the cookout, I like to see Derek and Alyssa with a little revenge on their mind. I think I think it's cool to see that fire in people that didn't really get a chance to explore that on their other Mm -hmm. shows. So I'm I'm excited to see how it all shakes out.
0: We got a potential Big Brother civil war, and then you have Love Island where you have the Kyra Cashel uh, break up the Cinco Cache stuff. Where like that maybe haunts them a bit. There's a lot of drama going on in those shows. Survivor Survivor has to be happy because they they don't have any weaknesses like that. Dan
2: and Danny have a weird like they don't really fully trust each other, even though they paired together. There's there's some cool stuff that could go happen.
1: Yeah, I agree. We even had the preview of Sarah looking someone in the face and being like, I am not scared of you.
2: I think she was talking to someone about someone else. Like, I think she was basically Mm. venting to someone she trusted about someone else, like, threatening to throw her into elimination or whatever.
1: Mm.
2: But either way.
1: Yeah. I I like the
2: intensity. I like the tension.
0: Is that our episode for the week? I think so. I think so. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CF Confessionals. On like this YouTube channel, subscribe to it. Uh follow Sylvia on Twitter at Nani Gonzalez. Follow Luke on Twitter at Final Reckoning. Follow me on Twitter at the Ellen and Curie. Woo. Have a great night.
1: See ya.